colleagues, we are very privileged to have here today with us Congressman Jim McGovern. He represents Massachusetts 2nd Congressional District. One of his greatest passions is ending hunger at home and abroad. He is the founder and co-chair of the House Hunger Caucus and the ranking member on the House Subcommittee on Nutrition. He has also co-authored the McGovern Doe International Food for Education and Child Nutrition Program. There are many accomplishments of his, and we are so privileged to have him here with us today to share some reflections of his. Welcome, Congressman. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm delighted to be here. I just came from an event, and the, all the questions were like, what, what's it like now in Washington, um, in Congress, and, you know, working with the administration, and, you know, uh, I, you know how, how you how you how you feeling? I said I'm living the I'm living the dream, uh, and nightmares are dreams too. Um, someone said to me, you, "You look tired. Are you sleeping enough?" I say, "I sleep like a baby. I get up every two hours screaming." Um, and uh, but thank you for the kind introduction, and I am very grateful that the FAO has again invited me to come and say a few words at the launch of their 2018 report on global food insecurity and nutrition. I say grateful because this is the third year in a row that I have come to this event, and you will notice that for the past three years, hunger and food insecurity has gotten worse, not better. Uh, so perhaps I'm the jinx, I don't know. Maybe if we skipped a year, things would get better. Uh, but while I say that in jest, sometimes it seems to me that a great many people in the world simply like not to know what's going on. Uh, or perhaps the UN and its agencies need to find a, a, a more a, a way to in, a way to deliver bad news in a more entertaining way, uh, like this weekend's report from the UN on climate change, which I think is very much related to the issues that we're talking about here today. We all know that our changing climate is affecting food security and agriculture, and not just from drought and flooding. Even the smallest change in annual temperatures can alter whether a zone or hillsides or valleys that were once perfect for particular crops are now too hot or too infested with new pests, molds, and, or fungi uh, to sustain who have cultivated those lands for generations. We all know that climate change and natural disasters, war and conflict, are also drivers of disease and poor health, which are also related to poor nutrition or lack of access to nutritional foods. We all know that our changing climate is also resulting in ever-increasing extreme weather events that increase the numbers of refugees displaced and homeless in the world. And we, all, uh, we also know that the UN Climate Change Report stated quite clearly that we can't keep clearing more and more land to grow food, and that places, uh, and that places another pressure on food security, agricultural production, and nutrition. Now, Save the Children recently warned that 600,000 children in war zones could die from extreme hunger by the end of this year. And so when we say that war, conflict, natural disasters, and climate change are the key drivers to increase food insecurity in the world, we are talking about things the human race is inflicting on our planet and on one another. And that's the really bad news. But it's also good news because it means we can change. Uh, as many of you know, I've been engaged in Latin American issues uh, since even before I got elected to, to Congress. So it was upsetting to find out in this year's report that the situation is getting worse, not just in Africa and certain parts of Asia, but also in South America, 
You know, a few years ago, we were all hoping that South America might become the world's first hunger-free zone. Now we have to make sure that there is no further deterioration and that we can help put Latin America back on an improving path. Now, I do want to make clear that we're not talking about going back to the days of 2005, but it's important to realize that over the past three years, we're going in the wrong direction. So what can we do and what must we do? First, we can't continue as governments and international bodies to keep turning a blind eye to the very clear messages and warnings in these reports. We can't keep sitting on the couch watching TV while the fire alarms are going off all over the house. Second, we have to respect and support the people and communities most affected by war, conflict, natural disaster, and a changing climate. The farmers, the women, the children, the refugees and the displaced, those in need of food and medicine, those who are losing their land and their livelihoods, the poor, the working poor, and those who see their families and communities devastated year after year by conflict, weather events, or both. Third, we need to respect and support the local actors, the NGOs, the researchers, and the international organizations, and each national actor who is also on the front lines trying to improve the state of food security, nutrition, and global health. Fourth, we have to act on the facts that the changes required are doable, that we know what needs to be done, how to do it, and that it's really a question of political will, not a lack of know-how or resources. And finally, and probably the most important to me as a member of Congress, we must recognize that now is not the time for the United States to reduce or walk away from our leadership and investments in fighting hunger and malnourishment around the world. This is no time to cut funding for U.S. programs that address food insecurity, promote nutrition, support agricultural production, and provide emergency food, medicine, and humanitarian aid to the tens of millions of people in need all around the world. We must increase, not just maintain, but we must increase U.S. leadership and support for global food security and nutrition programs or risk reversing the hard-won gains that together we have achieved over the past decade. I'm sure our panelists will have much more to say on these, on these matters in a, in a greater detail. But I wish uh, that uh, the leadership in the United States uh, would take the opportunities that it has, whether before the United Nations or before, under, uh, or before other international bodies, to focus on these issues. Um, I mean, this is an urgent matter. Uh, and, you know, and, and I would say that this is where U.S. leadership is needed now more than ever. Uh, and it frustrates me when speeches are delivered at the U.N. where these issues aren't even talked about. Um, because when I look around the world, this is, you know, I, you know, I said before, the alarms are ringing. They are ringing. They've been ringing. And we can no longer ignore them. Uh, and uh, so I, um, I have no idea. Um, what the political future is uh, in terms of uh, our country here in the United States. Uh, but no matter what the election results are, I mean, we need to do better. Um, and we need to focus more clearly uh, on, on some of these issues. Um, I always tell people all the time that hunger is a political condition. I mean, it's, it's I, I, it, you know, it, and that's what makes it such a, so maddening and so frustrating of an issue because we, we all know what to do. 
the people in this audience are working for agencies and organizations, you, you know what to do. But the political will isn't there internationally to invest the necessary resources and enact the necessary strategies to end it. Uh, and, um, and so we need to figure out how we can make more trouble um, uh, for the political uh, establishment around the world. Um, we want to make good trouble. We don't want to make bad trouble. We want to make good trouble. Um, we got to increase the pressure somehow. We have to, we have to increase the political consequences of countries not stepping up and doing more, uh, including this country here. Uh, and so I appreciate the opportunity to be here. I, I want to thank all of you uh, for uh, all that you have done. I know how much you have done each and every day to fight hunger and malnutrition uh, and to inc increase global food security. I think this is God's work. Um, and, um, and I thank God that you exist. Uh, and so we want to be wind at your back. Uh, and I hope that we can increase that wind uh, in the coming months uh, and certainly in the, in the coming year. So uh, thank you for being here and thank you for all that you do. All the best. Thanks.